call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best. They call me the Greedy Man. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> What's up, motherfucker? What's up? That's aggressive. I know. Sorry. It's, uh, it's been a rough morning. So, um. Hello, welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. Welcome. So, we lost the bet. <laughs> Let's just start with that. Uh, hashtag smut bet did not work out in our favor uh, ladies and gentlemen and uh, I'm here to eat some some crow uh, the the fight will be discussed in in heavy rotation today uh, my guests are Randall and Brooke from Married as Fuck and uh, mm. <laughs> I mean what do you want me to say Conor McGregor kind of got beat up last night, and now I get to uh, indulge my mother to some porno. Erotica porn. Handmade by Randall Fowler. So, this is going to be good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, man, we, we had a nice chat this morning. We got into all kinds of shit. So, these are just they're some of my favorite people. You know, uh, they're really good. And every once in a while, you run into some some fellow podcasters that you just jive with. And I wish them all the best. So I do want to say uh, I'm going to give a, an upfront shout out, you guys, uh, to our sponsor, Spunk Lube. For when you fucking and sucking and chucking and all the shit that you do, put some Spunk Lube on your dick. You understand me? That's all I have to say. I use it every time I have sex with my wife. So it's it's Jody B approved and you can go get yourself get yourself some. Get yourself some dear boy shit. Anyway, talk long enough. Listen, you guys enjoy this episode and uh yeah. Go go follow them. Go get into all the people that are, we talk about on this episode. Go look them motherfuckers up. That's your job. So do it. Control. Babies in Reno with 
the vitamin D Got a couple of couches, sleep on the love seat Someone came saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun wedding and a stain on my shirt Don't believe everything that you breathe You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve So shave your face with some mace in the dark Saving all your fruits and burning down a trailer park Yo Yes. 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 I love that song. It's a very heartfelt uh, Sunday morning after the fact. <laughs> now the fucked up part is yesterday I was only thinking of silly Irish folk dancey. It's just shit music that I was gonna just blast when I got on the call this morning. Um. We had a little change of plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am indeed, in fact, a loser this morning. And it, it is not fun, but we're going to take it in stride because we're team players. And my guest is none other than my adversary, my nemesis, and at this point, my uh, my bet-winning daddy, uh, Randall Fowler. Hello, Randall. Yes. Oh, sir. Welcome to the Po Boys podcast, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a good knock last night. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. <sighs> Khabib did a very good job. He stretched Connor out and he beat his ass. Um, I think there was a shot early in the second round that pretty much sat him on his ass. And I think after that, it was pretty much downhill from there. Uh, Connor got a few shots in, but I think that really kind of changed the flow. Because Connor's usually the one that gets that ass shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, that makes everybody else, ah, what the fuck? And I think he fell victim to his own antics last night. And unfortunately, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov is the lightweight UFC heavyweight champion of the world. And it didn't come without drama. The motherfucker jumped a cage and started punching people. Uh, Connor punched a couple guys. Like, it's this pandemonium, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you could, if you can learn one thing, my takeaway from the fight isn't even, you know, the stuff that happened in the Octagon. For me, it was, there's, there's just some people in life, they tell you, you know, be afraid of the quiet ones, right? Yeah, no you know, shit. The ones that, that can sit there and, and stare dead. And I think Khabib only could take so much. I think he knew this whole time once, you know, because Connor is a, is a maniac. I mean, when he's trying to get into fighters' heads, he'll cut as deep as he has to. Right. And with Khabib, I mean, going after his religion, his country, his father, his business partners... It got nasty. I'm not surprised. I guess I'm surprised that Khabib jumped out of the cage and started punching people. That really is what hurts my feelings a little. And it's got nothing against Khabib. I mean, I get it, dude. You're fucking. You're full of 
of rage at the moment and you've just accomplished your goal the motherfucker had a spaz out and uh you know i get it but at the same time like it's bigger than him so i think it was a very poor decision unless this whole thing is wwe shit which apparently is coming through the woodworks now everybody's saying oh this is all planned so i don't know man i saw that motherfucker leap a cage and jump monkey like a just fucking leap into the crowd and start, man, dude. start swinging on some cat that looked kind of like Mark Hunt, but not really. Yeah, he's a fighter. It was Dylan Thomas. It's, okay. uh, he's a he's a fighter, and he's a, a Connor teammate. And he was talking shit to Khabib like after, through the cage, I guess, yelling at yeah, him. Yeah, cage. Joe Rogan was talking about it. He was talking mad shit at at Khabib, and when. Khabib's so full of piss and vinegar. First off, he's getting booed because he, you know, everybody wanted Connor to win. Oh yeah, been taking shit all week in press conferences that he can't win. Not only because he's again, he's he's competing against a a wordsmith, a damn shit talking champion, and Connor McGregor, but English is his second language. He can't win that scenario. I mean, he's automatically going to lose. Right. You know, where he comes from, shit talking. He just says. You know, tell me location. Yeah, come here. <laughs> Let yeah. me get my hands you t- on you. <laughs> tell me location. And that there's no creativity there, so he can't win that. But he wins the fight finally. And I think it all I thought it was all real as far as Khabib's side. Yeah. And <clears throat> what my theory on the whole thing though is and the first thought, honestly, about our bet after the after the fight, I was like, Oh shit, yeah, perfect. Went like I thought. Yeah. But then when all the antics happened, I was like, "Shit, man! Fuck I might have, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let Jody off the off the hook because the real winner is Connor, right? Because that- Connor's not the victim. He got jumped in the ring, got hit twice with the, with his back turned. It was the most yeah. cowardish shit I've ever seen. The no. guy that jumped in the ring and hit Connor, the big should dude. never be allowed to step foot again in a UFC event. Now, I have to ask you, Randall, just because I'm sure that you are versed on this, but I woke up this morning, obviously, to a sea of uh, different videos and comments. You did see the video where Connor punched the guy on the on the cage, right? No, I have not seen that one. Yeah, so if you look at the, the, biggest, um, the biggest video that got played last night where people were trying to figure out what was happening in the scuffle was from Dominic Cruz. Did you see that video from Cage yeah. side? Okay. So in that you see Connor jump up on the rail and then you see Connor get down. You see a little bit of a scuffle. There's a dude in a black hoodie that you or a t-shirt, black t-shirt and jeans. I think it is. He's a little bit shorter than Connor. Mm-hmm. He swings at him and you know, you kind of see that happen. And then you see the giant dude in the red shirt jump in and start punching him, you know? So that's yeah. what I thought too. I think, oh fuck, you know this is, this is crazy. You know the dude jumped out to beat up Connor's guys, and and it's pandemonium. But um, there's a video that surfaced this morning that's actually more from about twenty rows up. So what happens is Khabib jumps out the cage, right? Yep. Takes off. Ellen Thomas. Connor is still getting his wits together because he's just got choked out, basically. Not out, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's still kind of yeah. recouping. And when he realized what's happened, Connor tries to jump out of the cage. So Connor takes off. He jumps up and gets up to the top, and some dude grabs him around the waist, right, to try to pull him back in. Sure. Well, there was one of Khabib's dudes, the, the guy in the black t shirt, was up on the cage already. So Connor jumps up there and tries to go out. They grab him, and before they pull him back down, Connor just reaches out and clocks the dude in the, in the black T-shirt. 
yeah. while they're on no. top of the cage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's the deal is so then they pull them back down into the cage. They're arguing. The dude in the black T-shirt's pissed because Connor just took a swipe at him. So then he runs over and tries to beat him up. They fight, and then the big dude jumps in and punches Connor in his head. <laughs> so From behind. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a sucker punch. Yeah. Connor wasn't even looking at him, no, which is no, such no. a bitch move he in fucking, my opinion. I don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, Randall. In the professional sense, yeah, it's a bitch move. But in the in the fight fight sense, uh, if I get an opportunity to ear hole somebody, uh, I'm going to take that. <laughs> well, of course, if it's a street fight. I mean, right. this but is in a point, street this, well, at that point, it was. <laughs> but that's what is, you know, they're trying to get MMA to an Olympic level sport. Right. And this type of fuckery well, is why, why it won't be. That was my takeaway from it. You know, you said right after you were like, oh, shit, and all that stuff. Like, I didn't, I wasn't really upset about the loss. Like, I could tell at a certain point when he was stretching Connor out that it was going to be a long night. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of started to adjust to that. But what really got me was the after shit. And it's like, Okay, guys, <laughs> for for years now, at least five with the Reebok deal, the Fox deal, the fucking ESPN deal, like they're trying to legitimize the sport, and that's not going to look good. No, no, it's not. It's it's really not because in this day and age with bullying and and campaigns against violence and shit like that, like that's part of the 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 problem that people talk about with UFC anyway. Is oh, it's a blood sport. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's human gladiator shit. That's not gonna that's not gonna bear well for uh, for the the governing body of the UFC. Oh well, yeah, I don't know if you had heard yet, but the the athletic commission, you know, in Vegas has withheld uh, Khabib's purse. Yeah, that's crazy they, too. They get Connor his. They they've held Khabib's, which I'm sure they'll levy fines against it and all that. And it'll be substantial. He'll he'll get his you know the bulk of his money soon. But well, they're holding. He didn't give a shit. I mean, what's a what's a million dollars in Dagestan versus three? You know what I'm saying? He'll be fine. But what's going to happen? This is where my whole the second that it ended because I'm I, I'm like you. I was skeptical after the the bus thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it smelled of uh, you know WWE for sure, but. Watching Khabib, I don't think Khabib has the acting chops to uh, pull any of that shit off. Everything from him seemed very authentic. But so if I'm Dana White and I'm the UFC brass, I'm I'm, I'm seeing how I can spin this. And here's here's what I expect to happen. Connor's already uh, uh, they went to him, asked if he wanted to press charges. He said no because he's a fucking stand-up dude he's not going to be a little bitch and and press charges well he's pulled some shit too let's be of course let's be completely honest (laughs) like connor is definitely real bad yeah 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 so obviously no charges filed from connor so that's good and so the guys were released that were uh temporarily arrested whether that's real or not but dana white said they were right Uh, they were released and uh so connor waits for the perfect timing and releases his first tweet and it just all he said he hasn't made himself available to the media yet he just flat out said good knock look forward to the rematch mm. all right the fight doesn't deserve a rematch in my opinion the fight on no, its own no 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 it was it was almost one-sided khabib was he's i wouldn't if i'm anyone i don't want to fight khabib it's going to be ugly mm. and it's it's not can, fun. Look, but can I just say that leg strangle crawl 
body lock bullshit that he was doing last night. That made that is the scariest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. Like the idea that somebody will climb you like a tree and beat your face in, and there's yep. nothing you can do about it. Yep. Nothing. Connor couldn't. I mean, he got up a few times, which made me feel good about it early. But I mean, at the, at certain point, fuck, man, you got a, a dude made out of concrete laying on you. And every time you try to get up, the motherfucker crosses your feet and rides up your legs and it wraps himself around you. So you got to yep. get your legs out for you can do shit. And all the while, he's trying to elbow and fucking hammer fist your face. Yep, that's the chain wrestling that you just can't teach. Like that, <laughs> that's scary that, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that those Dakistanis, man, when they are going to mount you, you know they're gonna triangle your legs. You gonna take it? <laughs> yep, and that way you got nothing to try to get up with, and they're gonna bury their face in your chest or against your face. And you got to remember, Khabib's ears are so cauliflowered. They're just bricks on the, on the outside of his head. Mm. He's rubbing those things into, like, Connor's temples. And people don't think that's real. I mean, I rolled with a lot of guys that had it. Co- uh, Randy Couture was notorious for that. He would use his ears as a weapon, dig them into people's eyes. I mean, they're just nubs. They're little fists. Can you imagine just somebody just whacking the <laughs> shit out of somebody? <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I actually think here my prediction is this. They're going to play up the whole thing. Khabib's probably going to have uh, a suspension from Nevada, so they won't let him fight Nevada for a while. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense and fair. And so they'll announce that like it's some big shit. Oh, he's going to really suffer. Uh, he'll probably have to go to court to talk about his uh, uh, passport and stuff, and that'll get they'll resolve that with the UFC legal team. All the while, the plan will be for them to fight again and to do it in Russia. Because mm. if you know anything about Connor, when he gets beat, he wants to run it right back. He did it with Nate Diaz. He doesn't want to change anything or have any excuses. And honestly, if in a rematch, after Connor's been humbled and had to eat some crow, I'll be a lot more. There's a chance I take Connor only because when he's finally motivated and pissed off and embarrassed, He's way more dangerous. I mean, the guy just came off making two hundred million against Floyd. Yeah. I couldn't expect he, him. He didn't have to do that. That's why I, I told my wife when he was walking the cage. So I go, you know, the crazy thing is, he's a multimillionaire. Like he doesn't have to do this. He's nope. just doing it for love of the fucking game now. Yeah, because he's not going to make that kind of money with UFC. He'll make a lot. He won't make a hundred million dollars. No chance. Yeah. They're not going <laughs> to let go of that nut. Please. <laughs> no, I mean, with with him now though, with what he's got as far as. Uh, co-promoting i mean proper 12 was one of the big promoters of this fight so how he was able to intertwine his business with theirs shows that basically he won his original demands after he fought um and got so huge before the nate diaz fights where he said he wants a piece of the business Mm -hmm. i may not have given him an official piece but by letting him co-promote and uh Put his proper twelve. I don't know if you saw it all over the octagon, but the shit was everywhere in the octagon. Yeah. The proper twelve logo. They're probably selling it too in the arena that night. Oh yeah, by I the mean, shot. He, so yeah, they did okay. He's doing super well, but he's a very prideful guy, you know. Because you watch the difference between when him and Nate fought the first time, it went very similar to this fight with Khabib. Right. Except it was he, boxing instead of wrestling. Well, yeah, but yeah. it started with Nate rocked Connor. He rocked him with a left, 
and then Connor shot in. Like all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh shit, I got to dive in for a, a double leg." When Connor's not even a wrestler, mm-hmm. Nate gets his neck, gets on the ground, takes his back, chokes him. Connor looks kind of looks for a way out. That's you know everybody knows that's his weak area. Same thing happened with Khabib. Khabib rocked him in the second round, standing up. And yeah. so, like you said, Connor was like, "Fuck me." We put him, on his, put him on his ass. Like, it wasn't just like, yeah. a, oh, he's on Queer Street. Oh, he's wobbling. Like, it sat him oh, down it, via a la uh, Daniel Cormier, <laughs> Anthony Johnson. Like, it was put him on his ass. <laughs> yeah. And so he's, uh, you know, that neck crank that Khabib got him with, it wasn't a choke. Like, God, like it looks like it sucked. They Oof. labeled it as a choke, but I've been in a bunch of those. No, that's a neck. They, the same thing happened to Ronda Rousey when, when she got yeah. her fucking shit twisted up. She still won that fight, but I remember it. It's just it's forearm across the chin, you know what oh, I'm saying, yeah. down the jawline, and just a twist. Just, yeah, you can either. There's two things that can happen during a good neck crank, and it's going to be based on how good the squeeze of the person doing it is. So you know Khabib's is nasty. He's yeah. a strong fucking Russian. But so he's got that... Uh, that crank in it's not quite below the chin um but it's on that jaw that jaw he can either crush it and break his jaw or basically rip till his neck gives up it's brutally painful but you can survive it it's it's a thing where you know you hate to say the word but you know connor had to just quit right it's it's almost embarrassing but there's justification i don't want people to think that that shit didn't hurt that fucking sucks. Yeah, it's not good at all. I anyway. just don't want people to minimize the that submission and think that Connor just stopped for nothing. No, 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 no. That that was brutal, and uh, I, I knew it was over when he got it. You know what I mean? Like as soon as I realized he wasn't trying to choke him, that he was just gonna twist his neck out. I go, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's gonna pop his head off. Like mm-hmm. it literally, you know, especially me, somebody that's got screws and plates in their neck. He had hooks in at the time too, right? Like he was still doing that that leg lock shit that he was yeah, doing the whole he, fight. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't going nowhere. Just imagine mm-hmm. being held still at the waist, <laughs> and you got a fucking hundred and eighty pounds, hundred and seventy pounds at least of dude oh, on your fucking back, and then he takes his anaconda arms and wrenches your fucking head the opposite direction. <laughs> like that sounds absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I would rather you give me the easy way and just cut my airflow off and let me go to sleep real quick because yeah. I'll come right. Back. That's fine. I, I just done. ugh. You imagine hearing them bones, them neck bones cracking and popping, just trying to get adjusted for that. Like, oh my god. Oh yeah. So Connor's gonna have him a little sore neck, but you know, I'm, my prediction is they'll fight in. Uh, January, February, or March in Russia. That's just my point. Well, I think they will. I would, I would say maybe. But I am curious for a couple of the logistics, though, because let's be completely honest. We don't know what the athletic commission is going to do. Um, oh, this isn't going to let Khabib fight there for a while. It's weird because I feel like in that situation, anybody else, and I, this goes for Connor too, so I'm not completely talking out of my ass. I understand they would make an exception for Connor. But if you jump out of the cage and punch somebody, that's um that's assault, brother. <laughs> okay. That's no. a, it's it could be considered uh terrorism, inciting a riot, if you want to be completely honest. If if you saw what I saw last night, I saw a, a little bit of chaos uh for a minute or two of people 
spilling into the ring and all out in the surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Um, inciting violence, I, I'm sure, is not taken lightly when you jump out and and do stuff like that. So I don't know, dude. It, he might not fight. That's what. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm concerned with. That will be the. Oh well, maybe that wasn't some bullshit. Is if they're like, well, guess what, <laughs> Connor to, or uh, Khabib doesn't get to fight anymore. <laughs> You're fired. Well, here, yeah, there's three scenarios, and I don't think I don't think that's going to happen where they where they won't let him fight, but it's a possibility. You've also got the possibility that they'll strip him. They'll strip him. Connor will fight Tony Ferguson. But here's uh, here's the problem with that, though. I mean, I'm on Connor's side here, obviously, but Connor was the challenger last night. Khabib mm-hmm. was already the champ. Yep. So that wasn't a unification because he didn't win. <laughs> so yep. that Open was. Open it interim and let Tony and Connor fight for it. Right. If they strip Khabib. I, I don't know. And see, that was my whole point to the rematch. Like, why does Connor get a rematch if he wasn't the champ? And I understand he was the champ, stripped, but yep. in the political side of the UFC, that's not usually how it works. Like when when you fight uh, Stipe Miocic as a champion, when you fight Stipe and you lose, you don't get to go, I want my rematch. It's like, well, no, he was the champ, so you lost. Get your yep. ass back in line. <laughs> like. Am I wrong on that? I mean, that's what I'm seeing, too. Like, that's weird that everybody's like, give him the fucking rematch. It's like, um, he wasn't the champ, guys. That's that's not how that works. <laughs> You're spot on. And I agree with you as a purist 100%. Where the X factor is, just like you said, Connor's a different animal. And if he wants this rematch for real, he's got enough money to say... If you don't give me the rematch, I retire. Because he and didn't you give lose a fuck all it, my yeah. pay-per-view draws. And it might be the thing too. There's a lot of stuff that could happen. I'm very interested to see like where we go from here. Because uh, I'm I'm just a little more than a casual fan at this point. You know, like I'm not balls deep <laughs> in this, but I listen to a lot of shows that talk about it. So I'm at least hearing the things. And I don't know. Like I I don't really know how tony ferguson conor mcgregor is gonna go if that happens because uh, i saw tony ferguson beat the living fuck out of anthony pettis last night and uh, he looked like a man on a mission bro that was that was kane velasquez bigfoot silva shit oh yeah blood no, everywhere I'm- just gashes and fucking elbows it was disgusting and i loved every second of it yeah tony uh and tony's only nine months removed from a major major knee surgery where he had torn pretty much everything in his knee you know and they come out him and pettis come out and of course smartly the first thing pettis does is kick that knee that surgically repaired knee absolutely (laughs) and what i love about this sport is this that savagery right and then you got to give it to anthony pettis he fought he bled he shed more blood Ten minutes of some of the hardest fighting I've ever seen. Like, both of those assholes wanted that title shot. <laughs> so nobody really lost in that fight. I don't think Anthony Pettis lost any momentum or anything. And his coach, you know, called it after the second round because Pettis had a broken right hand. Oh, yeah. And so he didn't let him get off the stool because he couldn't throw that right hand, especially against a killer like Tony. If you can't throw your main weapon and he's cutting you up with elbows and shit, you're defenseless. I think it shows a lot of class uh, on Duke Rufus's part uh, for not wanting to 
you don't agree right like that kind of does show a little bit of the the longevity aspect like they're not just throwing them in to the wolves like if your coach is like no this we let's stop this shit if, well that shows where we are progressing the sport to where it could become an olympic sport and then we take two steps back with the fuckery after connor's fight right but up until then that shows you know hey we're professionals my guy has very minimal chances of winning now because he's he's broke his hand mm. so why am i gonna make him susceptible to 30 more stitches break uh, let's break his nose and he can't return fire no it's not it's not the right call so i, I respect duke because a lot of uh old timers would have been like no you go out on your shield and that's bullshit there's too much money to be made now no shit to do that Cut me, cut me, Mickey. <laughs> no, fuck you, man. I'm not cutting your eye, you asshole. <laughs> your hand is shattered, and you got a, a vicious killer, El Kakui, out there who's loving this shit. See, the yeah. thing with Tony Ferguson, he's crazy. I've seen it before. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you're a fan of the Ultimate Fighter, and this is the only reason I remember. Tony Ferguson won the Ultimate Fighter, all right? Mm-hmm. The season he was on there was an incident in the house that he was involved in and he got drunk one night and I, he had been vulnerable with a few people in the house talked about his family situation I believe he had a daughter but something was up I don't remember what it was maybe she uh, wife divorced something he didn't get to see her all the time like there was some sore spot about his daughter I remember mm-hmm. and at one point kind of midway through the season he didn't get into an argument, but one of him and another guy in the house were talking, and the guy said something about his daughter. And Tony'd been drinking, and it was one of the seasons where I think they curbed him on the drinking like halfway through. They were like, "All right, this, you can't." <laughs> Tony Ferguson lost his fucking shit, and you can go back and look it up if you'd like to. But like, he's crying and he's screaming at the guy, and he's like, "Don't you ever fucking talk about my daughter!" <laughs> like, oh, and yeah. it's like I, I saw it then. I said, "This motherfucker's crazy." <laughs> oh, 100%. Been, he, he has had things. He has had wrongs done upon him in his life, and he is literally fighting for his soul. <laughs> yep. So, the guys are crazy, man. Dude, I don't, uh, you know, and he's a 10th Planet Jiu Jitsu master with, under Eddie Bravo. Mm. And, you know, that Eddie Bravo system, while unconventional, is, you know, next level. I mean, the Tony's. Tony, when he's on his back, is as dangerous as anyone. Usually, if you're on your back, you're losing. Tony, when he's on his back, he's he throws better elbows from his back. He's cut people up and ended fights when they're on top of him because he's just a psycho. It's just a different level, man. Some people have it. Um, Uriah Hall has it, too. I don't know if you uh, remember his season of The Ultimate Fighter, but I saw it in him. That motherfucker's well, he, nuts. He, he would be the most, if you asked me who's the most uh, didn't live up to their potential fighter, it'd be Ooh. Uriah. That guy has all the potential in the world to never lose a fight. Yeah. Tools-wise. Right. I don't know, but, man. In the Ultimate Fighter, obviously, is a, um, a non-professional. Is it? I wonder if there are classifications to be... No, they're not sanctioned fights in the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure out is, like, at what point do you get on the Ultimate Fighter? Like, are you just fighting out of a gym, or have you had, like, a record and stuff? Or 
Well, my, my buddy, uh, Josh Hall, fought on Ultimate Fighter, one of the early ones, and he fought Matt Brown. You know who Matt Brown is, right? I do. Yeah, the immortal, yes. crazy Matt Brown. Mm-hmm. My buddy, Josh Hall, you can Google it, where they fought. They fought to get into the house. It was back when they had the early fights, winners get in the house. Nice. And my buddy, Josh Hall, we went to high school and everything, and we used to roll together and stuff, and he's a beast. He's a Greco-Roman guy, and he trained with Quentin Rampage Jackson, and Quentin was the coach. And so when Josh drew Matt Brown, <clears throat> nobody really knew who Matt Brown was. Josh had an amateur record of, like, I don't know, I think he had, like, a record of four and two amateur, you know, no pro fights yet. And uh, he took Matt Brown to the breaking point, was killing him, and then gassed out and ended up losing to uh, to Matt in the end of the fight, but... <laughs> yeah, you just got to be an amateur. But Corey Hill, if you remember him on the Ultimate Fighter, he was like 6'3", 100 pounds, black guy. I think so, yeah. The guy that broke his leg with a leg kick one time in the ring, like Anderson Silva, but before him. Oh, no. Anyway, he that. lied to the UFC, and he got on the Ultimate Fighter having no fights. He told them he had an amateur record, but he was 0-0. <sighs> so they probably vet that a little more now. They, they do now. Yeah, they can't afford to be paying for some dude's concussion <laughs> when he gets uh, dosed. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing, man. But I can't imagine what kind of uh, money was made last night. Well, and I was a little bit nervous with our uh, with our bet, though. It put a little fun uh, aspect on it. But you know, had I lost, I was totally prepared to suffer and. I have to read to my sister's probably upset now because she wanted to come on the show. Well, yeah, I guess you'll have to do that on your own time, sir. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now I have to figure out. I think, uh, uh, see, mom is coming down next month, and I was trying to decide if I wanted to do it live or if I wanted to do it through the, you know, via Skype like normal. And I think I'm going to do it through Skype just because it'll get the better reaction. Unfortunately, I only have one mic, and, uh, I don't think it'll sound as good. Like the episodes I've done with my wife, they're okay, but like the sound is kind of weird because it's two of us sharing a mic. Yeah. Mm. No, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be freaking hilarious. I mean, you know your mother much better than I do, so I think you can make it into something that's fucking hilarious. I can't wait to hear it. Me either. And I do have to ask: Have you uh, have you written any more down, Randall, uh, other yeah. than your your little paragraph that you you did on the I've got a little bit more. I'm not going to go like super lengthy because, you know, as as you heard on Drinks with Larry. I'm aware of the first uh, paragraph of this this story. I'm all about the characters. (laughs) You like to dive in deep? Yeah, I want I want the crowd, (laughs) you know, the people that listen to get to know Jody B in my erotica. So I don't want to overfill it with a bunch of fodder. So it's probably not going to be the longest uh, segment. I've got, you know, I'm going to finish off the scene. It's all going to be based around the shower scene. You know, you, you know, made Joe- me a little nervous when uh, when you did that, Randall, because I don't know uh, if you were spying on me, but I used to be quite a fan of jerking off in the shower. But, um, you know, I had a kid, and when that happens and you got to wash the baby, really don't have the kind of space or time for that kind of nonsense and so <laughs> it doesn't happen much anymore <laughs> i don't have room in my shower me and brooke in our bedroom we have just the stand-up shower oh snap yeah there's not much 
for me to move in that motherfucker. It would sound like a bull in a china cabinet if I started trying to jerk off in there. Fucking Superman in a in a telephone booth. <laughs> like, why won't this work? <laughs> but you know, I mean, I'm happy with it so far. I'm gonna tweak it a little bit and get it uh, sent over to you. But yeah, no, give me give me just a little a taste. Give me let me wet my beak here, Randall. Let me see what I'm up against. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to give any more of the plot away than what I've already done, with, which is where, you know, Jody B. Basically, I'm just going to give you an overview. Jody B., hardworking American guy, just all-American man, family man. You know, he comes home from a hard day's work. And, you know, he, he you know, hardworking guy, been out getting it done, sweating. He just wants to get in the shower and make love to himself. That's all he wants to do. And like everybody can get that. But so he comes home, but you know, skip all the small talk. Everyone in his family knows to let him go make love to himself. So he's in the shower, setting his mood right. I'm not sure why he prefers the one hand behind his head, but he, that's how Jody B likes it. You get better leverage that way. Go on. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> fuck around. You know, first things first, you got to put something in your ass. That's just, I mean, I get it. I think anyone that uh, is honest with themselves would understand something's going in your own ass. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, he loads the ass up. Jody B., you know, because clearly he's uh, either been uh, in prison before or something, but he knows that his ass is really a butt pussy. A butt pussy. Get it. Yeah? Yeah. So, you know, he's taking care of his butt (laughs) pussy first. And it's not, you know, most people think you, you jam at home, but that's not how Jody B likes it. He likes to, you know, just squeeze around the ass plug, you know, and just clench on it. He, that's what he likes. <laughs> so, you know, one thing leads to another. And, of course, he realizes, you know, I've taken care of my butt pussy, but what about my cock? It's lonely. And so we go from there. The next part that you'll that you'll be surprised with is after Cody B decides that he's going to, you know, use this uh, bar of soap that he's found in the shower to uh, abuse his pencil-thin cock. Pencil-thin cock. That's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh pretty hard. I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it, and I think that uh, my dear old mother will be very happy with the results. Well, what I love is that your mom has obviously got to be a cool-ass lady to be for you to have the, you know, confidence to include her in it. So I'm looking forward to that part. My, my mom is 50, uh, going to be 50 this year, and uh, lesbian. But nice. not, not like lipstick lesbian, like vest and fucking Wolverine boots lesbian. Oh, nice. <laughs> she looks just like me, and she's five foot tall. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I think I've got a picture somewhere in my phone. I'll have to post it, and uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, man, she smoked cigarettes for a long time, and so her voice is a little raspy. And she just—it's I love that woman. <laughs> so this will be a lot of fun. I know she'll get a tickle out of it. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that'll be fucking. Uh... That was my secret weapon, Randall. I didn't know your sister or how you guys' relationship is. I really wanted you to read to your mama, but I really didn't want her to have a stroke. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, dude. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> that, there's no bullshit to that. 
you know, when you talk to Brooke here in a minute, you can ask her. My mom, oh, dude, she would go into, I don't know. She she probably would hang up the phone on me because <laughs> she would think I'm possessed by the devil. You're and not my son. Ah. She has zero. Uh, my mother has no bad bone in her body. If someone can be a pure-hearted person, that would be my mom. She's never done anyone wrong, and so she would just she's be destroyed. A, she's a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> and she has anxiety through the roof, and oh, man. she would just be out of this world. But Brooke's mom, you know, we could have uh, done her. She would have probably been like, God, that's nothing. Let me pull out my erotica and read you some real shit. See, that was the caveat. Is I heard that in an episode. That's what's funny about these shows, man. You get you get in and you know, like you feel like you know these people. So it's like yep. I already knew, you know, that. And I don't know if you remember, but I said at one point that if Khabib didn't make weight, then I, you were going to have to uh, get Brooke's mom to <laughs> to fill the spot. <laughs> no, I, her mom has a. You know, I pray, that, and I I think it's genetic, but. You know that Brooke has that same libido at her age because her mother still brings the thunder, buddy, and she's legit. The thunder buddies. <laughs> yeah, she, she gets down with it. But yeah, like you were, t- I wanted to talk to you about that. It's uh, me and you've kind of talked about it off air a couple times, but it's probably my biggest. I think the my favorite part of podcasting has been somehow we just I just got. You know, me and Brooke got really lucky. I don't know if it was the timing of when we started doing this, but it was. We circled into this, you know, group of shows that are, you know, friends and really, you know, now consider family. I mean, hell, me and you text back and forth, talk all the fucking time. And you may not have met them in person, but I mean, shit, if, if you know, we were ever in the vicinity, we'd hang out like a motherfucker. I know that. All the folks from Drinks with Larry, same way. And it's, uh, I've enjoyed watching these good shows with, with good people. I say good as in intentions and, you know, we're all cruddy in our own ways, but we're good people. As far as we know, you could be murdering cats in your bathroom. I wouldn't have a fucking clue. But the persona that you present is quite nice. (laughs) And I try to be that way too. But I've also explained I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. So it's. You know, I think at the end of the day, I, we're all like trying to, to meet people. That's what we're doing. And we're all kind of the same age. And I've said this before, and I think I got a little shit about it, but this is what's happening. It's dudes 30 to about 45. Yep. That's what it is. White yeah. dudes, not even, not even white dudes. I have noticed that there are a lot of people that are getting kind of in the mix that, that are across the spectrum, which is oh, wonderful. Yeah. I, I love that shit. But it's a bunch of white dudes between thirty and forty-five. <laughs> oh yeah, now there's that's that's definitely the wheelhouse, and uh, you know you see the the Amanda's, you know, blunt mommy doing her thing, which I think is great. I love it. <laughs> and it, well, it made me. I felt bad. I listened to her last episode, and uh, you know she. Is this your formal apology, Randall? No, no, not, never. And this You're is gonna my say advice. sorry for tough love. Like, listen, no. girl, we love you. We're fucking. We're must. We're trying to build up some drama. No, publicly. mine is. The, mine is. She is a self-proclaimed. You know, she calls herself grimy, 
nasty. She said, I'm the nastiest person you've ever met. These are her words. And she knows this. And this is all her gimmick, which is important to have. It's oh, her yeah. show. Her whole thing is based on that. And I would be doing her a disservice if I did not um, push that to stay the same. You know, me and you have talked to her about her show. I think it's important. And I think it's not really a gimmick. That's just who she is. But, and she shouldn't apologize about it. And she shouldn't feel ever like she's hurt, you know, or sad. And she's too tough for that. Right. And she never, ever offended me and Brooke. I've told her that. She was worried that she offended us with her promo. I loved her promo. I wouldn't have aired it if I didn't love it. No, she's cool, man. And I think the easiest character to play is yourself. Turn oh, it up yeah. a little. You just got to learn how to turn it on and talk. But also yeah. listen. That's the big thing. And I think one of the hardest parts about this is you really have to sharpen your communication skills. Like you could just get on here and fuck around and, and talk to people. And if you don't get better at it, you're, you know people aren't going to want to do it with you. <laughs> and then you end I- up talking to yourself for an hour like I had to last week. And uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's, oh, that shit is tough. hard. I told you, I thought it was a great episode, and I commend you for it. It was all right. I appreciate everybody sending in questions. That made it easy, because if I was just to sit and try to just, you know, ramble for that long, it would, yeah. I'd hit 25 minutes and keep erasing it. (laughs) Well, I don't want to spoil your your promos, but I'm hoping that you have uh, a, a guest coming on soon that I think when you two lock horns... It could be epic. Yes. <laughs> and so whenever you choose to announce that, it's your business. But I think it, as your friend and fellow podcaster, that's going to be a huge one for you. That A lot of good could come out of that. Like A lot of people could get helped by listening to it. I hate to go all serious, but you know, I listen to your show every week. I know that you know, like everyone else, you've got your issues. Everyone has theirs. But you're open about them. Yeah. And... That can be huge. I'm curious because what I don't want to happen is it to turn into a therapy session because I'm sure she gets paid for that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I really want her to talk. So I'm going to have to really keep myself in check, to be honest with you. And I've thought about it a lot. Like, we're, I'm willing to go anywhere. But if I get started on some heavy shit, like, we might be here for a minute. (laughs) So you can just use your experience around the questions that you present to her, you know, right. that way to kind of, so you don't feel like you're just being therapized. Now I'll tell you from experience, she will, she'll jump in. That's her. Like, you know, in MMA, when people, when guys are fighting and they get rocked, they refer to their base. So if they're a wrestler, they start grappling. Um, her base is to start therapizing. So she can definitely, she'll do it. She's been on there (laughs) with us a few times and we'll get off the phone and Brooks like, Man, I need to call. Just, uh, I need to call there. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> tell her I love her. It's Jesus ridiculous. Christ! No, and, and I don't know, man. It's for and we're beating around the fucking bush. We're having Rachel Miller. Uh, she's a family sex but, therapist. Uh, it. She's an amazing lady, and man, she was tuned up. Well, I was listening to Miles and Crawford. Yes. And uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I was like, man, <laughs> so after listening to this, it was, there's a lot of passion in it and I feel yep. it. And I said that it made me want to go home and like 
cry a little and like beat myself <laughs> with like a little belt across yep. the shoulder just damn <laughs> oh yeah no she's passionate about it and uh so is miles you know that those were two uh two strong women um <laughs> it's hard to listen to if you're a guy i'm sorry and, and i hope they wouldn't take offense to that ladies you know listening to you just bash dudes for an hour it's it's hard to listen to but i'm willing to listen and afterwards I, yeah there's some points there that were made and I think there's a few topics that we're either going to have to jump right into or we're going to have to avoid because there's some pretty crazy shit that just happened with this whole uh, court judge dude, the Kavanaugh fella. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, there's and, a whole uh, I'm bunch. not a political person, and I know you say on your shit, I, don't talk, I talk less than you do about it. <laughs> so it's I really don't like to get into it because I don't, for a, uh, the last 10 years, I guess, I haven't been able to vote because I'm a convicted felon or was. And so, like, this is the first year I get to vote, Randy. I'm actually pretty excited about it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. The reason I don't like to do it is simple. I've got so many friends, and I learned the hard way. I've been stupid before and made my, always thought that my opinion deserved to be put out there. And I full-heartedly, you know, used to believe that. And then you realize no you don't have to say everything that you think because <laughs> when you do or with at least in my experience half the people i know gave me the thumbs up the other people that i know and love just as much their feelings got hurt right and what's the point I, I felt terrible i mean i've got friends of every color creed religion doesn't matter you're going to hurt somebody you know you're going to exclude them and so i, I just kind of prefer to stay out of that divisive shit you know it's crazy and talk man. about dicks dicks and back yeah. pussy butt pussies and yeah. <laughs> bulldog yeah. in your nuts randy randall yep. randleman ranzilla uh bulldog in your nuts is when you just put your balls back and you show them to somebody like a Doberman. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't look and, like a bulldog's face. <laughs> well, see, me, me and Brooke have looked it up. There's a couple of different <laughs> options about bulldog in your nuts. Where there's one that says you're supposed. To, I've never done it. Or you like, pull it forward, maybe. Is that one like you grab it like you do the brains and you get like your dick and balls together and squeeze it forward? Maybe that looks like a bulldog's yeah, face. Yeah. I mean, if to make it like a bulldog's face, you'd have to be like one of those balloon figure makers i think somehow you got to do something with your cock that <laughs> twists and turns yeah but you know brooks always been of the school of thought like you like bulldogging your nuts is just stuffing your nuts back and you look like a bulldog with yeah a big, huge I, I had a buddy that used to do it and uh he would he would lay down on the floor like we'd be playing ga video games or something or he'd do it in a locker room just fucking around but he had he had long hangy heavy balls and he would fucking lay down and pull his balls like back behind his leg fat, you know, his thigh meat. Yeah. And just lay there and then look back over his shoulder at you with just this ball sack. Like, look like it was melting. Like, like a <laughs> scoop of ice cream hit, hit his leg and was melting down onto the floor. And it was just ball bag. And he'd be like, what up, dog? <laughs> hey, I did want to ask you, though. <clears throat> Before we get too long, I don't know how long you're wanting to go, but whenever you're uh, wanting to uh, swap and have Brooke on, just let me know. I'm going to swap her out. I've just got to give a heads up to her. Yeah. No, we can we'll do. Let's, let's do it, uh, I guess, sooner than later. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. If you want to go ahead and knock it out because I know she wants to talk to you. And she'll be, I think she'll be a little more brutal about the bet than you because I'm too close to it. <laughs> I don't gonna... be mean about it. And What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> All can't... right, well, let me go grab her, brother. Right. I'll, uh, she'll be right back. Cool. All right, man. Yeah. Hello. What up? Brooke, how you doing, kid? I'm good. How are you, Jody? Wonderful. Just got done uh, having a chat with the old Randall. Yeah, how'd that go? It was okay. A lot better than I thought, if that makes any... I think I diffused him right out the gate. I don't know if my my pride would have been able to take (laughs) it from him. He's not a big, like, in-your-face kind of person. Oh, so, oh I am. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's, he's a very, like, he's not a sore loser. He's not a sore winner. Like, he's pretty good. Like, I mean, even when he does, like, tease about it, it's, yeah, pretty tame. So, uh, we were we were pretty pumped last night, though. We definitely woke up the child at, like, 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Crying. This is amazing. Well, no, we were just like, what? And then immediately like, what's happening? <laughs> I, grabbed, I grabbed my face. Like I was sitting on the couch and I, I had a slice of pizza and I put it on the plate. Like when he started mounting him up and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I so, bet. I bet. Yeah, he got sucks. mauled. It was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There were a couple of good shots that Connor got in there that kind of made you go, "Okay, well maybe." And yeah, no, there was a that was a straight up ass whipping. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I told Randy, I don't understand at this point why he would even get a rematch. I was like, he wasn't the champ, so technically he wasn't the champ, and there was it was uh, very one sided. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tony so, Ferguson and Khabib now. That's that that's probably good. what should happen. That's yeah. just and I'll me. Handle about that, like <laughs> I, I mean, if even if you're really good at jujitsu, what's that like? Bear wrestling? I'm gonna smother you. And he was like, "It'll be way better because Tony Ferguson's dangerous on his back." So I don't know, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> that that was a straight up mauling. So. Money and his ass back. <laughs> well wonderful well, brooke how you doing it, it's fun to, to have you one-on-one what are we going to talk about do you want you want to tell me secrets know. about randy or yourself now i keep saying randy randall sorry <laughs> i know uh, randy is like what people like from high school or college like say it in like a randy right, kind right. of it's like randy boom 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 I have a customer. His name's Randall, and it's the thing is, is I've known him for a while, and his name is Randy. So that's it's it's fucking with me, and I try to do it properly. Oh, you've been calling him Randall, but he gets it by Randy. No, I'm saying well, people like people assume like some. Bye bye. That was that was my bad. I'm sorry. I don't want to overtalk. Um, 
<laughs> the guy's name is Randall, just like Randall's name is Randall, but everybody calls him Randy. So I'm kind of in that habit. Like, I'm already saying Randy uh, a lot. Oh, gotcha. And so, yeah, then it fucks me up. But I'll get it in man. there. He's fine with it. <laughs> What's he going to do? <laughs> Fuck you, Randy. <laughs> I'll call you Rand. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, I don't have any secrets, I don't think. I mean, we are pretty fucking wide open uh, all the time. Like, there's not much anybody doesn't know. I'm, like, kind of sweaty right now because we were having our own, like, UFC battle in my son's room. I don't know if you could probably hear in the background, like, yelling <laughs> and throwing of things. I heard, I heard some like, shit. Yeah, a little bit. I thought it was my kid because I've got my monitor on and my phone. And uh, I can never tell if he's like yelling when I have headphones on. It's just kind of like a little, you know, in the background. And I go, what the fuck? It's yeah, good. it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, it's very possible. But yeah, we were, we had like the two foot tall Batman guy. And then he's got this big ass Michelangelo stuffed animal. So, you know, he was wanting to re, uh, like reenact the... And still. I <laughs> uh, love it. So it's you You guys just celebrated your third uh, wedding anniversary, correct? We did on Friday. And, oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, it sounds silly. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, it's uh, it snuck up on me. I was uh, working on Friday and messaging with some other girls at work and literally like my phone reminded me that um it was my anniversary and i was like i knew it was coming up (laughs) like i'm the worst girl ever and i was like i guarantee you though that my husband did not let it sneak up on him and about an hour later he walks in with like balloon and flowers and presents i'm like i told you (laughs) sweet Uh, He's so sweet. No, and I'm. I need to get better at it. I'm really terrible, Brooke. I'm. I, I, my fifth is coming up, and I actually did a what I was supposed to at least. Like I got like a, a wood gift, you know, thing. Oh. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be pretty good. It's a picture that uh, I really like from our wedding, and I had it put on like a piece of wood, like nice. laser printed onto it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably uh, make her a nice dinner. Or we'll go out or something. I don't know, but we got our fifth year, so it's. I don't know. It's crazy, man. Time flies. You know? The it kid is, sure does. We've been together almost 10 years, and our baby is almost three. So, I guess we were married for yeah. two years, and then, yeah, we had the kid. So. Well, we've been together 10 years. Our kid is almost five. Uh, and so, yeah, the math there will tell you Ooh. that he was almost... Oh, look at you guys. All scandalous, making babies out of wedlock and whatnot. Yeah, you know. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame. (laughs) We used to win a shotgun wedding. Those are always fun when you hear about that. Like, you going to marry my daughter. I know. Well, so we were were talking about getting married, uh, you know, because we had been together several years anyways. And we were talking about getting married. And then surprise i'm pregnant and then we were gonna like because we were talking about going to vegas and doing all that and i was like well i'm not fucking going to vegas pregnant like that's pointless so um like we can either just you know try and get married before the baby comes or not whatever doesn't matter (laughs) yeah fuck everybody Uh, that's my wife and i have got this new plan where it's like i really don't give a shit what your opinion is 
about like what we're, we're going to do us. So mm-hmm. with everything thus far, with religion, with you know politics, with whatever, it's like we really don't get influenced much. It's like we see what we want, and that's you know we make our decisions not based on other people's opinions. We look at everything. So so far so good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that makes things easier for you and your immediate family. I mean it's yeah that's kind of been my mantra my whole life. So like I I honestly was a little bit nervous for some reason, and I don't know why because my parents and my family have always been over the top supportive of everything and so when I got pregnant I was like a scotch nervous to call my parents and like I remember my mom like was just immediately over the moon excited and happy and like I was like oh yeah they're awesome parents so I don't know why I'm thinking <laughs> like for some reason I thought my mom was gonna be like oh honey but you're not married yet and, uh, and I was but it didn't even cross her mind like wasn't even and it like not even a topic of she was like oh who cares I mean yeah <laughs> yay that's what you want to hear every time congratulations exactly. holy shit like, yeah it's pretty awesome know. but that was a fun time so is this uh so the other kid is is Randall's kid right mm-hmm. so this My is son. your first kid as far as you know yeah. for one and only as far as I know, yeah, it is my my one and only. We're uh, you know, if if we can fit in another one before I turn forty, we've been we pulled the goalie a good long year and a half ago. So oh, it's shit. just been, yeah. I mean, you never know. If it doesn't happen, Randall well, gets fixed. If it does happen, if, if if it happens within the next month, I think you're gonna have to name the kid Khabib. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Khabib Squirrel Tits Fowler. That's I'm calling it now. <laughs> uh, All right, well, uh, we'll make that happen. But <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. So what's going on over in your world in Arkansas? Not much. Uh, we're hanging out, working, paying bills. You know, living life, living the dream. You think living the? This is I'm um, I'm really curious about this, and this is why I, I asked. Uh, Mm-hmm. You guys are, are straight up like cool with having another kid. Like we haven't made the mm-hmm. decision yet. I think that we're probably going to stick to just one. Well, okay. So here's the deal. I always wanted more than one, um, and I would have had like four if I would have started earlier in life. Because um, it's like there's just nothing better in the world to me than being a mom, and like I, it's the fucking best. And stressful as shit but it's just the best I would have had a ton of kids but I didn't start till I was like 34 so um, Randall's known from the jump that I would love to have more but he's been apprehensive just because of like you know he wants to be able to and he loves kids too but he wants to be able to keep up with them and the older we get you know it's like he's it was like uh, you know I don't know I've got my two boys I'm good and he just came to me like you know uh, like a year and a half ago ish and was like you know what I think you know we should just go ahead and pull the goalie you get off the pill yeah, we'll just... what happens happens yeah because it was it was kind of at that point it was like it would have even if I would have gotten pregnant like that day it would have lined up to where like Gunner would have been transitioning out of like full on daycare into pre-k where like so like financially that would be better <laughs> um, we wouldn't have two kids in daycare which is it sounds like a nightmare. So expensive. And Holy so balls. it was, 
it just all lined up like he was like you know i know you really want this he was like it's not like i don't want it it just scares me you know all that that's that's where i'm at with it it's holy balls man like already there's this other person that i have to have feelings about now and care about (laughs) and you know you i don't know if you have these crazy thoughts but obviously like you just random head head thoughts of like your children being hit by a car or fucking falling off a cliff or something on accident and it's just like no like you got this other thing that you have to worry Mm -hmm. about it's every living breathing moment and uh that that is rough on my brain all the feelings it's every feeling heightened to a hundred thousand and yeah i mean but that's that's just feelings that's not that's not being pregnant having a baby having a newborn baby like that's that's looking back right now like having a little bitty baby that yeah only sleeps four hours at a time but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know can't go places like you can raise wrap him up and put him in his fucking little mm-hmm. chair and then be like, Peace, I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> like, that was the easy time. Oh man. For me. Yeah, I mean like that Randall is not a big fan of newborns in the just because they're so fragile. Yeah. You know, like and oh, that it's too. The, he just worries about them constantly. The first one when you're like yeah. walking pacing back and forth in front of the bed, <laughs> like Right. Oh, and I mean, I just remember waking up every, you know, he only slept three to four hours at a time. He was actually a pretty good sleeper at night, even like from the jump bike. But just even when he was asleep and not waking up crying, it would alarm me to where I'd wake up and like look at the monitor. I'm like, to see if he's breathing. breathing? You know? Oh, we <laughs> had we had monitors, Brooke. We, we had one, like my mom got uh, a baby monitor that came with a, a SIDS monitor, like a, a pressure plate thing. I've seen those, yeah, and like the pulse, the blood oxygen level ones. It's, like It wasn't that high tech, but it definitely <laughs> was uh, motion and uh, mm-hmm. detected heartbeat. So uh, let me tell you, it seems like a fun thing in theory to have <laughs> like a guarantee that if for some reason your baby stops breathing, that you're going to get an alarm and you're going to be mm-hmm. able to jump out of bed. But here's the thing. Uh, the sensitivity on that pad is is pretty crazy for how you adjust it, and what you don't want to hear is at two o'clock in the morning the goddamn alarm going off because for whatever reason, just maybe the sensitivity's off and the baby didn't move for however this long, and you were yeah. are awoken. Or kicked it off yeah had that happen uh so after the sids pad thing woke us up a couple times at two in the morning you know and the baby because it's a fucking light starts flashing and everything it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) we're like what the fuck and then you know my wife and i didn't even know what it was the first time it went off but it clicked and i was like that's the fucking baby monitor you know like we both jumped out of bed ripped the door open and shit and it's just yeah it's it's so crazy I remember the first time he slept through the night, like eight hours. And it was, I mean, he's pretty awesome. Like it was like right before I was going back to work and like, I, you know, we went to bed, I put him down fully expecting to wake up in like four hours or whatever to feed him. He slept all through the whole night. The amount of panic that set in when I woke up and realized it was like eight in the morning or whatever. Yeah, and he hadn't woken me up. Oof. I like, 
I think I did one step from our bed into his bedroom. <laughs> like, just through a door. There was a brook shape. Yeah, exactly. What's and happening? he was just chilling, like just sitting there like, hey, mom, what's that? I was like. <laughs> it's so crazy, the stuff that they don't like tell you. I mean, there's books. I get it. And I don't really read. So that's my own fault. But it's even word of mouth. There's some things that I figured people would let you know. Mm-hmm. You know, like the first time they get uh, their booster shots and they run a fever. And up mm-hmm. until this point, you've been told, like, hey, kids probably, or teething. Teething was another one that comes with the fever. So you're sitting here and you hear about these, like, febrile, fibril seizures where, like, kids get yep. a fever so high they fucking seize out and shit. Like, my wife and I see this on the internet and we're like, well, that's never going to happen. Did Hopefully. your kid have that? No. No, 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 no. But a friend of ours did, uh, a close friend of mine, his kid, and we heard the story of the first time it happened. And it was just one of those real eerie, like, okay. So we were always, anytime his fever hit 103, you know, we start to kind of freak out. But at the same time, they tell you at the doctor's office, like this, hey, is it 105? No? Well, when it gets to 105, come and see us. (laughs) That's all they say when you Mm -hmm. call. (laughs) <laughs> nobody yeah, told me about even... that you know but coming into it so there are these moments where i'm like 104 is not fucking good check his butthole let's no. make sure it's right you know and it's still 103 and it's like it's still 103 it's like but it's not 105 well, what the fuck <laughs> you know it's oh my gosh i can't even imagine seeing a baby having a seizure like i get like a, I've, oh, heard I've seen about that it too. then you go watch the video when you hear about it so you know what to look no, for and, video <laughs> oh man we're on two different levels i go into preparedness mode and i'm like i need to know what this looks like sir <laughs> randall's like that he's probably seen it but i i've just heard about it and i can't i mean i saw you know i worked in vet clinics for nine years before my current career and i saw puppies and dogs have them equally as terrifying i I just can't even imagine like my own baby small uh -uh. no thank you trippy right (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to put anything (laughs) in your head there but it's crazy man like the stuff they don't tell you about it's fucking bullshit man like you couldn't have put that on a pamphlet and given it to me at the hospital like the day that he gets the shots or you know when at the two-year checkup when it's like oh by the way there's this thing coming up where you might literally think your kid's gonna like have a a fever seizure it's cool man don't worry about it nope (laughs) just let that one roll itself on out (laughs) Uh, he was fine with shots i think i don't remember anything shots and teething was okay like he yeah. i mean it was it didn't wake him up a whole lot in the middle of the night like we're it's all worth it to me oh bless your heart <laughs> i look at all her <laughs> friends are having their second and third kids now and not all of them but a couple of them are like why did we do this oh. <laughs> i haven't slept and they're still very early on like i think once you get past that first year you know what i think it is it's like brooke in my my honest opinion and this is just from my side i don't even know everything that you guys go through with it i'm just saying from what i i'm seeing it's a lot like military service you know what i mean like some people go for two or three tours and um (laughs) it's you you come back a changed person and you pick up some life skills (laughs) that that you're never going to forget in your boot camp and you use those to guide yourself through it but it's it's you'll get ptsd you'll lose some friends 
Spot on. Yeah. No shit. Oh, your your work might uh, suffer a little. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's it, it can damage you. You might not trust people. Sometimes screams will wake you up in the middle of the night. You know, <laughs> you hear explosions. It's uh, I think it's it's very similar to to being to serving. So who are you? Apparently are a motherfucking marine. I'm more of a you know army reserve. And I'm not saying they're any less or any worse i'm saying i'd rather be kind of hanging and waiting if you need me call me (laughs) i'm not charging into that motherfucker with my knife and my teeth (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean some days i'm like i don't i like what the fuck am i thinking because he's our our one little one is a lot sometimes i mean like yesterday randall and i were looking at each other like what the whose wild animal is this like what <laughs> what animal is this and who is he i mean he's he can he can be just so too far into the spectrum sometimes but yeah. <laughs> you just have I'm i afraid. quit days that's what we call them just days where oh, you're just like i quit fuck this <laughs> uh-huh. yeah somebody else come in here and do this i don't know <laughs> i love it yeah Oh man! Well, I, I wish you the best with it, and I hope you have fucking five more kids if that's what you want. So good luck. But uh, my wife said to me the other day about possibly getting the uh, getting snipped, and I was like, "No, I'll just pull it out. You're good." She was like, "Oh, you can fucking do 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 and all this," and I go, "No, I I can look it up. There's plenty of doctors. It's like I'm I'm well aware of how to not get pregnant, and I've done it for many many years. So I don't." I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, it's mild. I didn't realize that it was difficult to get pregnant. I thought it was from all the videos back in the day. I thought like if you put your dick inside somebody, they can get pregnant. Yeah, I have friends like that that they just like stand next to a guy and like sneeze and they are pregnant. Like I mean, it's maybe then- maybe just don't let him go in there. <laughs> like, hey, dude, do me a favor, don't. <laughs> don't go in there i've never heard of anybody that was just like he and then he didn't bust in there and then like i'm pregnant like that's not how that works ever <laughs> no, but i mean it, I, 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 best friends is pregnant or her son that's like shit 17 now but you know he pulled out and no he didn't <laughs> no, no he, he did no, he but did like there's also little guys that creep out during you know like it's not i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt because i'm not a doctor <laughs> but i'm i promise he didn't <laughs> i don't care what anybody says if you don't i've been doing it for 15 years <laughs> you just you don't don't go in there <laughs> if you see his eyes get big and he goes <gasps> fucking knee that motherfucker in his ribs <laughs> you know what I'm saying punch him in his throat and say like, get out of there yeah <laughs> I know sometimes it's not quick enough though I guess I don't know but I mean it's yeah it's all crapshoot because we were we were not being we were together for roughly four years when I got pregnant and we were not being careful we were just kind of just going whatever just going with the flow yeah i i just automatically assumed we were gonna whenever we decided we did because we knew we wanted to have a baby together but i i assumed that when that time came we were gonna have to go like figure shit out get some help whatever and then it was just you know all the stars aligned i guess works out man that's exactly what happens you know it's it's makes you seem like enough of a good idea and then you have two and you're like fuck (laughs) 
<laughs> now it's two well, on two. <laughs> now, well, and that's the the other thing that scares Randall is that like my aunt, uh, my dad's sister was a triplet. So like the other two didn't Ooh. survive because it was you know my dad's seventy eight uh, or shit. Now he's seventy nine, um, and this was his older sister. So this was many 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 moons ago, and so technically there's multiple births like in my family so randall's like what if we get pregnant and it's fucking triplets like and then all of a sudden we go from (laughs) two to five (laughs) aka my worst nightmare (laughs) what happened no 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 yeah i mean and i like the i always wanted twins like always when i the when I was thinking before I had Gunner, you know, thinking like, oh, I just want to have twins and be one pregnancy and done. And then when I, you know, I can't imagine having multiple newborn babies in the house. Like talk about the anxiety level with one. (laughs) It makes my balls hurt. (laughs) Like just sitting here thinking about it. Like, no, 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 that's not a good thing. There's also that little fun uh, piece Mm. of the pie that could happen. I mean, it's a pretty smart, we have now my sister, one of my sisters has three kids. Um, the other one has two. Now I have one. I mean, I, I guess it was a pretty fluke thing that my aunt was a triplet, but it's in there somewhere. It's always skipping. It skips a generation. Now, fuck that. <laughs> I didn't, Who really knows that I didn't shit. sign yeah. up for three kids. This is insanity. Yeah. I don't know. So it's uh, it's been an interesting I- couple days. We lost the bet, and I got to get ready to do... All this uh, this porno reading. Ooh. That's going to be fun. Are you going to have to read the one that Randall wrote for you? Yeah, he said he wrote uh, a couple things. And that's, I kind of took a burn at him when he told me that he was writing it. I said, well, at least it'll be short. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so now he added like six chapters to it probably. <laughs> I hope so. I really do. I'm just, I'm afraid it's going to be like three paragraphs and my mom's going to be horrified. <laughs> like, she's going to laugh, way. but it's going to be like, oh. That's crazy. <laughs> Cause well, that'll be fun. I've been when looking, are you doing that? Um, I'm not sure. I guess once he sends it to me, I don't know if he's done with it yet. So we'll uh, we'll get that worked out ASAP. And I'm going to do it through okay. Skype, we decided, so I can get the best audio. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Then I've got Rachel Miller scheduled for a couple weeks from now. So Yeah, she's making the rounds, which it's is awesome. Good. I love it. No, that's what I told her. I, was, I didn't realize that it was... Uh, domestic assault awareness uh Mm. month and i would absolutely love to to talk about uh awareness for domestic assault that's a it's a pretty good thing that people need to know what's what's up and what to do i dig it yeah and she's got all the information and shit about it she's probably one of the smartest people that we know i think She's awesome. And it's it's tough, She's man. Awesome. I was telling Rand, uh, Randall with uh, listening to her and Miles, like I'm gonna have to go easy on this one. Like I don't I don't want to say something stupid, <laughs> and I, I think it'll be fine. I really do. It'll either be a wonderful conversation, and we'll fucking have some times, or it'll be a complete train wreck, <laughs> and it'll be all my fault because I'll say something stupid. But I don't think I'm going to. I think we're good. I think you'll be good. She's You're really cool. cool. Like I already told her, you know, in a couple conversations that we've had, I really appreciate what you're doing, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think she knows you're just a silly goose like we are, but also respectful <laughs> and, you know. 
I've got a lot of shit rolling around in my head, <laughs> and that's um, unfortunately I've had a, a bunch of crazy experiences. And this is the first time I ever speak to like a therapist person, so I, I don't want it to unload go. some shit on her. I, I mean, really there's some stuff not. you talk about <laughs> in your episode by yourself that bothered me a little bit. <laughs> Where oh, I just wanted to give you a hug. Like what? Like. <laughs> no. Uh, that is a tip of the iceberg, Brooke. Like it's, I would dare you to go back and even try some of the old episodes. There would be some things that would probably horrify you even worse. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go find this fucking couple of parents of your friend and have them arrested. Like, arrested. You were a child. I was almost. You were a, a child. I would like to say that I was 18 at the time, but I'm really not sure. I'm pretty sure I was more like 17. So. Yeah. So <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? Like I was like horrified. Like, <gasps> they, uh, oh my god, who are these people? <laughs> they were just really cool people. <laughs> no, <laughs> the opposite of that. He. Very, very opposite of that. Like I was. Well, like, so oh and that's that's what's crazy about it is just okay. So imagine being in that headspace when I say to you, I was one hundred percent okay with that whole situation. Like it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> oh, I know it didn't bother you. So to know sure. what what leads up to to that like mindset, like not being in in the least bit affected by it. Like yeah, there's some shit that led up to that. <laughs> Right. So. so the fact that you were okay with it, you already had some dark shit happening where you were like, this is chill. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm here. So. Oh, Jody. Hey, you know, life is a highway. Exactly. Well, I, I like your attitude towards it for sure. I mean, you could have gone a whole different direction. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's it's been a bumpy road. And I think that I have had some, some experiences that are probably similar to, to Rachel. And that's what's going to be fun mm-hmm. is she's the professional. I'm uh, a survivor myself of domestic abuse, sexual abuse. Like It's it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out because uh, I think she's a very interesting and well-educated person. Yes. No, I think it's going to be a great conversation, you two. I mean, there's going to be good stuff to talk about, and it's the perfect month to do it, which October 10th, it seems to be the awareness month of everything. I mean, because it's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and my sister's a breast cancer survivor. And then I saw on Facebook a friend of mine from work that has a daughter that has Down syndrome. It's also Down Syndrome Awareness Month. It's like, man, they're just piling it on in October. Oh, man, I guess I didn't realize that. Well, it's a for good sure. month There's- for running. <laughs> You're not going to fucking die if you decide to go on a, you know, eight-mile run. That's probably why. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, we need to have a fundraising 5K. Let's not do it in July. Yeah, no Let's shit. <laughs> July in Atlanta, Georgia does not sound like a good day to fucking run. <laughs> but actually, the biggest road race in uh, Georgia, and I don't know, it might be in, like, the southeast or something, but is the Peachtree Road Race, road race which they do on the 4th of July. You know, gross. Like sixty thousand people go to downtown Atlanta and do fuck you in no. the face. No, 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 no. no thank. My you. oldest sister does that shit. Like, usually she didn't do it this year because something was wrong with her ankle. Still, I think, but she normally does it. I'm like, no thanks. I'll stay at home. <laughs> I work in the heat. You can go right on and fuck yourself. <laughs> it's yep. 98 degrees with 85, 90 percent humidity. That shit'll kill you. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like I've seen it happen. I've seen people get carried out of fucking jobs. <laughs> so yeah, I don't play with the heat. Uh, mm-hmm. No thanks. 
<laughs> schedule your, your 5Ks for fall and spring if you really want to make money at it. <laughs> exactly. It's a smart thing to do, obviously. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, um, I'm going to go ahead and try to wrap this one up so I can get everything polished. Brooke, it's been wonderful getting to talk to you. And, uh, you know, here's to many more. I, I'm watching you guys from over here, and uh, I support you 100%. I think you guys are fucking making, making waves and moving mountains. And uh, I'm interested to see where you go next. How, how do you like in the, the bidet thing, if you don't mind me asking? I heard you talk about it. Have you gotten any more experience on that? I, uh, I think I've dialed it in to where it's not, uh, like, uh, as alarming. Right. It's, uh, it was just that first time where I was like, holy shit. Whoa. No. <laughs> expecting it, that pressure. But, um. Getting water sprayed in your asshole, like a clown at a fair, the little thing where you sp- right. It seems like that would definitely be something to get your attention. And I've always wondered if it was cold or warm water. I've I've said that before, and then I've looked into it now, and I realize there are other ones. But there, yeah, there are some. There are real fancy ones where they could. And I'm, I, by a day, might have one too. But I, the where it like warms the water or whatever. This one's just. And it's not like it's just room temperature water, but going at your butt, it feels a little chilly. Um, but <laughs> even like it's just that first time that it feels like super cold. But I mean, no, it's it it's. It's good stuff. I still stand by my uh, progression of things that it's muscle vodka, spunk lube, and then by a bidet. Yeah. Get, get everything arranged <laughs> properly and then clean up afterwards. I got to appreciate it. Exactly. I don't know. Rand- Randall asked me, you know, if I'd have interest in the bio bidet thing. And I was like, yeah, definitely. I want to try that shit out. I think it'd be awesome. But I, I have questions still that need answers. And I think it's just an experience <laughs> thing I'm going to have to see for myself. <laughs> it is. It really is. Because, I mean, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, and, and you know, you got to make it so, yeah, get my, our gunner tried to use it, and it just. Yeah, poor guy. water all over its back. And what if you use, like, a little, you know those little potty seats they have that fold, and it's like, it oh, makes I know, the hole smaller? I wonder if that happened, if you if it would just more concentrate the spray on his little ass. It might. I might use that on my kid, because we're about to get into potty training pretty heavy. So I might need a, a nice. Godspeed on that. Oh, <laughs> we're just we're still in diapers, and it's like, man, <laughs> this is gonna suck. <laughs> so much better though once you get on the other side. So much better. I know. Well, we have a potty seat, and we're we're working on it, you know. So we'll see where it goes. But another one of the things with kids, like just how difficult some of the the things are gonna be, like potty training. <laughs> Fun bribery worked with us. Uh, you know, like here you get a lollipop if you pee in the potty, and then get like a bunch of little toys from the dollar store, and like if you poop, you get a little Nemo or whatever. So it's a good fucking plan. Well, thanks for that tip. Now that you have to write that shit down. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we want to give your your social plugs, your your places, and all that good stuff, Brooke. Sure. Um, uh, Married AF podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Married as Fuck. At Married AF podcast on instagram and married af podcast on facebook and then if you want to email us any questions for any of our shows with just us or with rachel or whatever it's married af pod at gmail.com wonderful wonderful thank you for your time brooke and uh you guys have a wonderful sunday you too talk to you later all right bye (laughs) 
We are Fowlers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. We are Fowlers. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Married as fuck. Wonderful guests. I really enjoy having those people around. So be sure to follow them. Go to uh, wehavemerch.com. You can get merch for both of our shows. And a bunch of other people that are in the circle. Hashtag no offense show. Uh, I think Mike Jolitz has some shit there. Dear Diary. Blunt Mommy. Random Ramblies with Rob. It's cool, man. We're making this little network of people. It's nice. You know, I think this happens in waves. And this might be like a a second or third wave of people kind of coming together and spreading the word. So... You motherfuckers do the same thing. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama. Get at me on Twitter at PoBoyPod, at JodyB501. And you guys, take it easy.
And I ain't trying to diss her either I'm only saying that I wish she would trim her beaver some Every hair is like a foot long Bitch looks like a werewolf wearing a thong sometimes It's alright with me though I don't mind as long as I can locate the b-hole And your dad's so dumb, he's knowing nothing here I'm stuffing her muffin, not to mention the pickle buffin And I hope me and you are still cool I'm spending the night so she can drive me to school tomorrow And we plan on fucking again Alright, I'll talk to you later Peace Eminem Ooh <laughs> Diesel, somebody got fucked up, nigga Please don't hate me But I've been fucking your mom,